Good morning, world. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here with another session of study and prayer for today, which is January 12th. Our scripture reading for today comes from Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard just because of their many words. Let's go to the Lord with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you for this day where we get to approach the throne of God himself the throne of grace and of mercy, to obtain mercy and find grace that helps in our times of need. Father, we thank you for this day, that this word goes forth throughout the world through the power of the internet, touching people's hearts and changing their lives all over this planet. And to you, Father, we give all honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today, I want to talk to you about don't waste God's time. Now, when you read that verse that we just read and some others that Jesus taught, and it sounds like he's telling us to keep your prayers brief and to the point. Now, that may sound harsh to some religious folks who want to follow you know, Solomon uh, and Paul's advice in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians, I believe it's 5.17, where he tells us to pray without ceasing. Amen. I mean, if you take that one literally, you'd be talking to God every single waking second. That'd be a lot of words, and honestly, you'd be doing a lot of repeating of your prayers, right? So which is it? Keep it brief or keep it long? I know some people that make it a point to pray two, three hours every single day. They do not feel right if they don't spend that much time in prayer. I know some people that say, you know, about a two-minute prayer, and they believe they're good to go. So which one is in good standing with God and which one's not? The answer is both. Both? Brother Bob, what? Bo what? In good standing? Yeah, both. That's correct. It sounds like I'm in the Abbott and Costello movie, right? Who's on first comedy routine, doesn't it? But you have to understand, if one person wants to spend a couple of hours at one time in the presence of God, if that's what the Lord has put on his or her heart to do, then that answers the question. That person needs to be there. However, if they're doing that in an attempt to you know, just berate God into finally answering their prayers, well, then they're wasting their time. Jesus taught the parable about the unrighteous judge in Luke chapter 18, verses 5 through 7. This widow woman keeps bothering this judge to help her until finally he just says in verse 5, yeah, because she, this widow woman just keeps pestering me, I'll just give her justice. Then she'll stop wearing me out with her perpetual requests. And the Lord said, listen to the words of the unrighteous judge. Will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he continue to defer their help? I mean, that sounds pretty much like Jesus is telling his disciples to be like the widow woman. Just keep pestering God till you finally wear him out. Then he'll cave in and answer your prayers. But when you match that up with our scripture that we just read in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, where Jesus says, don't keep bothering God, God with all your meaningless words, we have two opposite sides of the equation. So what should we do? I'm so glad you asked me that question. You see, Jesus is saying that if you, if you have a need, keep it before the Lord in prayer. Every time the devil brings up the situation that you're facing, you know, financial, health, family members, whatever, every time the devil brings that up to your remembrance, just give the Lord praise for the answer to your prayer request. But you don't have to go into your prayer closet 29 times a day and spend 30 minutes crying out to the Lord every single time. Right? If you have a financial need that is so urgent, you need a miracle, you take it to the Lord. 
If he tells you to sow a seed and help someone else, do it. That is what will open the door to your miracle. I mean, you're helping the need of someone else. If all you have left is $20 and you need $200 or $2,000, and as you're driving to work, you see that homeless person on the corner, is that $20 really going to help you? No, but it will help that homeless person. Sow it. That would be a huge blessing to that homeless person. That will now open the door for the Lord to have someone else so huge into your life. But if you just give them a dollar and you got 20 more in your pocket and it doesn't still meet your need, you know, you can't say, well, if I give away the $20, then I, now I, I need the whole 200 instead of just 180. Well, folks, again, you sow big, you reap big, right? And to that homeless person where who's, he's receiving a dollar or two dollars, for someone to come give him 20, that is a huge blessing. You want a huge blessing in your life, right? If it does not meet your need, then it must be a seed in your pocket. That's just one example. And we'll teach on the laws of sowing and reaping later on. But the thing I want you to see is God will answer your prayers. He may use other people to do it, especially when it comes to finances. All the finances in the earth are based basically on precious metal that God created when he created the earth. He is not going to rain $100 bills down from heaven, and he's not going to create any more silver or gold. So therefore, your financial breakthrough must come from others that have some extra and that they're sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and will sow when and where God tells them to sow. That's what I'm talking about when I say, if the Lord puts it on your heart to sow to that homeless person, do it. He's trying to talk to someone else to sow into your life. And you want them to listen to him, don't you? Anyway, my point of discussion today is not about sowing and reaping. It's about praying always, praying consistently using long prayers or short prayers. The inference to, in what Jesus, uh, what I believe he's saying, is trying to get us to understand this. You will not twist God's arm into answering your prayers. Your long prayers, with what the Bible calls vain repetitions, or in the case of our scripture verse today, babbling like pagans with many words, is not going to make God feel sorry for you or feel like he needs just to give you what you need so you keep bothering so he can go help somebody else for a little while. Words do not move God. At least not your words move God. The Bible says faith moves God. And when you stand on his word as the basis of your prayers, when you stand in faith in his words as the basis of your prayers, when you stand in faith and do not doubt the power of his words in your prayers, that is when you will receive your prayers as answered. Amen? Praise God. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to base all of our prayers on your word. Father, we pray that that the Holy Spirit would lead and guide us in the prayers that we need to pray to you. And Father, we thank you that we know you hear our prayers. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. If we know you hear our prayers, then we know we receive our petitions that we desire of thee. Father, we just thank you and praise you for that. We want to be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And we give you honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Uh, leave a comment rating down below. Share this out on social media far and wide. 
you have two, three minutes, jump over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave us a comment rating there because that really does help us to get the word out. Amen. Be sure to visit our website, podcastforchrist.com. Take a look around there, download those free resources. Till next time, as Pastor Bob reminding you again, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, Living Bible says to always keep on praying. Be blessed, folks. We'll talk again tomorrow.